Hello and welcome to Voice Notes, the new writing podcast. The podcast where each week we bring you a new piece of writing right to your ears. Hello and welcome back. I know it's been a little bit of a time. Times are very strange at the moment and I hope that you're all keeping well. This is the very final episode of season one of Voice Notes and we really hope that you've enjoyed the journey of words and literary discussions so far. It's been a lot of fun to create and I hope it's been a lot of fun to listen to. Today you're listening to our interview episode between the gorgeous Kirsty Murphy and Sarah O'Sullivan where they're having a really fun and interesting conversation all about writing techniques and dating apps in relation to Kirsty's piece that we heard last time, The Diary of Attractive Men. So, there's nothing more for you to do than to boil that kettle, find the comfiest seat in the house, and sit back and relax as you listen to today's episode of Voice Notes, the new writing podcast. And I wanted to ask as well, because, you know, Men can be really annoying, but we don't hate all men. And I wanted to ask yeah. which Richard Gere are you referring to? <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about, are we talking Pretty Woman? Are we talking Chicago? Are we talking, mm, I can't think about Definitely not Chicago. Definitely not Chicago. <laughs> He's so funny in Chicago, I think. He's, He's funny, like, but when he, he like takes the, the hat off. <laughs> no, I'm just like, not Chicago. Um, uh, I... I think in my mind, I was kind of, I I just watched Runaway Bride. So it was I kind of that. I Richard that Gere. Sorry, I do need to say it. I need it's to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with Richard Gere and uh, Judy Roberts was just oh, so good. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, chef's kids. <laughs> but yeah, either Runaway Bride or maybe like an officer and a gentleman, um, I was thinking. Oh. Um, but yeah, I probably Runaway either, Bride. I know the image. I know the image. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. They're like oh, Richard no. Gere, right? Yeah. He's been like um, a silver fox for so long. I think he came out of the womb as a silver fox. Entirely <laughs> honest, I think that's what happened. Hi, welcome to Voice Notes. Uh, I'm sitting here on Zoom um, with Kirsty Murphy, uh, the writer of Diary of, oh my God, I'm about to fall first heard of. Diary of Attractive Men. Thank you. Another fun interactions. Diary of Attractive Men and other fun interactions. Uh, Kirsty is a writer from Dublin and she likes writing plays funny things and she's also a good friend of mine <laughs> on occasion I write plays <laughs> on occasion I write plays on occasions we hang I mean, out but not not, these not now <laughs> not now because we're safe <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Kirsty Kirsty welcome to the interview welcome <laughs> to my zoom meeting <laughs> thanks for having meeting. me of course, such a pleasure. Um, so I want to ask about your piece. I really loved it. I okay, thought gosh. the voice was so funny. I just really had a good time reading it. I was I texted you yesterday that I read it in my garden and um I was laughing out loud at bits, but at the same time my neighbor was giving out to his son. 
sounds it sounded like I was laughing at them I was like sorry child and um, so sorry. anyway the first thing I want to ask you about this piece is what was your inspiration for it um very good question uh so because uh, we kind of had themes and I absolutely like I didn't just trail off I took a u-turn in my theme but um I was kind of thinking about like there's two 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 things inspired me to write it I think there's something I find it really interesting people like keep diaries of things and I don't mean like everyday diaries or like journaling I mean like when people keep like food diaries and record like certain things in their lives and um, I just find that I I because I personally I can't even keep a normal diary because that's just too much commitment <laughs> I um but also just like it's like keeping track of like food and I don't know like all that kind of stuff that should just be in my brain it's just something that you I don't know it's just life and I, keeping track of it is such a, a strange concept to me so yeah. that is um one thing that inspired me and the other thing was um kind of like when people say they have a type or when people talk about like oh I just like I go for really bad guys or like um talk, all that kind of stuff and then kind of just exploring how that mixed with actual just like behavior and a lot of stuff that women in relationships and in romantic situations just are just like like just accept their minimum <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was like I'm really I'm always interested in exploring that because I feel like for so long I felt that way in relationships and then I think in the last like few years I've been like well actually no like the bare minimum is just not enough and just the way it's I, it's just the dynamics between like that I think I found that was really that's really interesting and I really wanted to write about that I kind of express my own frustrations by it because I find I'm frustrated about it when like I see my friends going through it or like when I if I feel like I'm not being treated well and I feel like now I can like fully just call someone out but before it's just it's a it's interesting yeah so that, yeah that's my long-winded answer <laughs> good answer um Thank so I was thinking about um it was kind of a leading question there was a there was a line in it towards the end where um she uh she's talking about Elizabeth's talking about her ex and she says mm -hmm. like he she looked for validation in him for everything like her music taste like what she ate what yeah. she wore like all that and you know he wasn't very nice but when he was nice it was that was kind of enough to keep her going and it reminded yeah. me of like the holiday of that guy Jasper yes yeah oh my god yes that kind yeah. of guy <laughs> that kind of guy um and I thought it was interesting kind of exploring that I think it's a, a, a thing like a, every girl knows a guy that she's felt that way about where he gives a very yeah. little but it feels kind of special when she does so do you have any like um are there any kind of pieces of work that you kind of try and have inspired in your writing this is also to do with I thought you had a very like cynical humor I thought was great oh thank you and it reminds <laughs> me a bit of like <laughs> it reminded me a bit of like maybe rom-coms in like the 80s or 90s which we both love interesting yeah so like <laughs> so like when Harry um, met Sally or like yeah. his friend's wedding where there's like yeah. an imperfect 
woman, but you can kind of laugh at her mistakes because they're mistakes yeah. we all make. So yeah, yeah, do you want to talk about that? I think I actually, it was a few things I was watching around this time that I, then this is after I come out, up, came up with the concept and stuff. So I suppose, again, first of all, going off in those kind of like 80s, 90s rom-coms, uh, My Best Friend's Wedding and Harry Matt Sally are like two of my favourite um, films. And Nora Ephron is such a, she, I, she's a great, we both love her, but she's such, her writing style, I feel like that I, that's very influential to me, definitely. Um, but while I was writing this, and I, I came up with the concept like, I think before Christmas, um or just after Christmas and I've been like dipping in and out and writing it um but I watched Fleabag for the first time hilarious I've seen the stage play I'd never seen the series watched Fleabag and I what I love about Fleabag is that she's so like she's so like irretrievably fucked <laughs> but like yeah. yeah you still you still like can relate to her and she, she's still like this like she's the protagonist that you root for and I find that I find women who are so imperfect they're perfect really like as characters I find them really like interesting and endearing and I find they're I've, I like writing them and I like seeing them on screen and on plays because I'm like okay that's a woman I can get behind that's a woman I want to be around that's a woman uh, even though feedbacks and ourselves, but <laughs> it's that kind of realness that is uh, sometimes lacking in um, in other work that I've seen. And then another uh, program I actually watched while I was writing, or like just after, I'd, it was like just as I was finishing it, um, I watched the Zoe Kravitz High Fidelity um, oh. series. And again, she's like in that, it's kind of like the whole format, she's like, she's going through like, her exes and like thinking about through like past romances and I think that really influenced me because it was just like it's like reflecting on like kind of like why am I like this and uh, it's a multitude of things but her again she's really like um cynical as well and again a, a female lead who's incredible but again has all has all her own problems and it's it's much more endearing and realistic and you root for her um so much even though she's not this like image of perfection so yeah that they will be like a lot of my influences I think especially with this piece that's so interesting and but both of those when you mention them it's like oh my god I see it I was told did I ever tell you that story about um a certain director of ours uh this is before feedback had been made into a series uh, I was doing a scene and he was like, you know, have you ever seen Fleabag? And I was like, no. Uh, he was like, it's a stage play. Um, you really remind me of her. And I didn't realise the significance of that until I saw the stage play about three years later. And I was like, that was a compliment. <laughs> I mean, it is a compliment. I really like his character, but it was just like, no. Oh my God. Like, oh no. Yeah, there you go. I know. <laughs> That's so funny. When we stop recording, I'll have to tell me who that was. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll DM me for, for the scoop. <laughs> um, God, that's so funny. And actually, I have to tell you, because I read the book over Christmas. 
I and need to read the book. I really want to. I can send it to you because I'm like, Amazing. I'll read it. But um, yeah. <laughs> they, um, but it, it was uh, it's interesting because that because the Zoe Kravitz when they changed it to be a woman in the book it's yeah, it's a man. and she's so much more endearing than the film of John Cusack. Yeah, John Cusack's an Irish wife. Sorry, can I say it? I seem like I can say Probably. that on this. I always forget John Cusack is um an actor. Is he directing anything or am I confusing with someone else? Because whenever I hear about John Cusack, I'm like, he acts. Always yeah, he's he's in he's in it all really, I think. Because there's always he's like in, John Cusack. Yeah, he's in like say anything and stuff. A lot of 80s yeah. films I haven't seen actually, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, because in when I read High Fidelity, it was I don't know, there's it there's something like really kind of <laughs> sounds really bad. Sometimes there's something really boring about like a cynical like male character. Like man yes. mysterious, and he's like, Women keep breaking my heart. What the fuck? Like I do fucking who? <laughs> yeah, and then to to change the narrator to a woman and it changes everyone's yeah. perception of the character. And I think yeah. it makes kind of women root for them more and men maybe root for them less I don't know yeah it's kind of it's weird. interesting yeah I think it's kind of like one of those things that it's like I remember like learning like uh, in like women in theater which is like a module we did like I remember Melissa our lecturer saying like to the canon obviously is inherently like sexist and misogynistic and it only it is it is patriarchal and to the way to explode the canon is to infiltrate it and I feel like in that like in the Zoe Kravitz one it very much is like subversive it's subverting your expectations of this like kind of like soft boy oh women hate me kind of thing I get dumped but also I'm horrible to women and I don't care kind of thing um so it's like subverting that and it's giving women more agency I think as well yeah absolutely oh my god fidelity yeah. Jesus Christ <laughs> <Just when laughs> so I read. especially what I'm saying is that I'm exploding the canon and just going to take yeah <laughs> so um you're welcome storytelling <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um not <laughs> um I want to ask so I, one thing I noticed and I don't know if this is um, intentional, or if this is something that like noisy about guys. Because when I was reading it, I was like, "Oh, this annoys me as well." It's I realized a lot of the men in the piece are pretty humorless. So it's like yeah. the therapist, uh, the guy on Hinge, who like as well that whole exchange where he's like just being mean, and then he's like, "Guess he can't take a joke." And it's like oh, uh, joke. Like where was the joke? Yeah. You're not funny. <laughs> the joke you're just being and um, um, Dave as well the barista guy and her dad like um, none yeah. of them have any kind of humor to them um, yeah I think there's two things to this I I don't know there's very few men in the world that make me laugh <laughs> like, <laughs> like I know I know no you know I like I know like humor really attracts me to people like even yeah. in friendships and also like in romantic relationships but then men have to do the bare minimum to be funny whereas <laughs> women have to wear like have to go above and beyond and beyond just to be like oh she's funny oh, she's a funny girl like yeah. whereas men can like literally tell like a dick joke it's like that was a good one <laughs> whereas like women have to consistently yeah. themselves and consistently 
be funny and just not just be funny but be outrageously hilarious and I find that with like I feel like with like female comedians and with female writers and everything that it's just like the standard is so much higher because the standard has to be higher because they have to work harder and have to be better just to kind of get in the room where it happens so yes all the men were humorless in it now that I think about it but I just it was definitely it wasn't intentional but it was intentional in so far as that I feel like <laughs> so many of these people I've met in my life these men I've met in my life uh that are obviously kind of not stock characters but we all kind of know a few of them I, I would just never would associate them with their humor so yeah yeah <laughs> Very interesting um, observation yeah it's just something I, I noticed yeah I really liked it because I and it did speak to that I think again um what you were talking about where women have to kind of work really hard to be considered funny at all whereas men yeah. don't and it's and I think it does lend to that kind of thing that it kind of, you get it across in the piece, but it's the kind of thing where sometimes if a man makes a joke and you're like, I don't think that's very funny. They're like, well, you just don't get it. But then if a woman makes a joke and a man's like, I don't get it. They're like, it's because you're not funny because you're a woman. You know that kind yeah. of way? It's always dictated yeah, like by what standard. he thinks. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. God, something I've been thinking about. <laughs> 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 no, I completely completely get it I'm glad it came across on my piece <laughs> yeah. um also sorry and there's a bit <laughs> this bit where you're on the night out I really liked that as well where um uh Elizabeth was like going through like going through it she had like um she should take mental health day and things like that and then she oh, yeah. went out with her two female co-workers and that was yes. like the first time she was having fun um yeah yeah um is that something that's important for you to include having like the gals get together even yeah. if they're a bit weird yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> like I <laughs> sometimes you just sometimes you're the best right with your work friends and sometimes your work friends are your work friends because of work I said work a lot there and just, <laughs> there's nothing else tying you together but it's just a funny amalgamation of people and I think at that point in the piece I was like when I was sick of writing uh all these male characters <laughs> even though that's I made my bed <laughs> that line um but I I just think I needed like an interjection of that and I think I wanted the piece to have like light and dark notes to it and then like darker ones being mental health taking mental health day and her relationship with her father but the lighter ones being surrounded by female friends regardless of how weird they are but it being like kind of I find my friendships like escapism in a way from like when I've been at my lowest points and when I felt really crap or when I felt like just like when I'm going through it I've always found that being around my friends is this kind of escapism and uh it, you won't like at that point she always kind of almost kind of forgets how shit she feels and how she forgets like for a moment she's like oh I'm having fun um which I think is really important because I think even yeah yeah friends are so important and regardless of how weird they are the weirder the better though I feel yeah I don't want any friends that are boring <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah to your question yes it's important <laughs> no i just really like a lot of things made me laugh i wrote down a lot of quotes I, I really like oh. they're like spice bags tasty really bad for you but they never pretend to be otherwise know. I see that paragraph I'm like literally like I you know how much I have a love-hate relationship with, with dating apps yeah <laughs> and I actually currently the moment I've deleted all of them I'm like I need to take a step back because it's yeah. just it is just like a Freudian death drive for me or something but I yeah I like I do believe that I'm tinder so much like uh, people like people when they're on hinge or bumble especially hinge like obviously there's like prompts and stuff and like you have like you have to put in so much effort into your profile and yet you're still going to meet those people who fuck you over (laughs) (laughs) tinder is so like people are just there for like a slap and a tickle and they really (laughs) just don't pretend to be otherwise and it may be the most harrowing dating app but at least you're honest. At least you're not getting your house up. You know and I truly stand by that quote. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my um, god! I'm glad you like, like that one. Yeah, because the the bits about dating apps they're really good and <laughs> tell them really well researched. Because so often, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying I'm on your close friends on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's my feel out there. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh my god. So anyway, let's talk about writing for a bit. Okay, uh, I in, can do that. Yeah. Um, in terms of like uh writing, working on a project, that kind of thing. Do you have a routine? Do you have a way you kind of get an idea from your head onto the page? Um, yeah. Um. I mostly sit with writers <laughs> but yes that, but that's usually after I have yeah. like an idea um I usually I find so much inspiration from like everyday things or just like random things that was, like the weirdest things like spark um like ideas in my head um yeah so usually like when I have like an like so say I get an idea or whatever and I'm like oh that's interesting I might take a note of it on my phone or whatever but I think my process kind of start I always make a playlist for um for every piece that I write some of them are better than others um so yeah I usually make a playlist so I may have one for this piece actually and usually it's like a lot of like songs that like would inspire it or like songs that I feel have the same vibe <laughs> they may not even like translate to the the end like the end result but if the, I feel like the song has the same kind of vibe that I'm on while writing it I'll just add it um so yeah I'll usually like listen to that for a while kind of think about I'm really bad at, I'm always try and plan my piece I try to make it like a, a kind of like a story arc but I, I never do I never can I never stick to them and I just go rogue so then I kind of just go head on straight head on in all right like every time I write a piece I write like two pages I'm like this is sick unreal I've done so much work and then I have writer's block for like three weeks <laughs> and then I like panic write like the rest of it so that's kind of usually my writing process um it's chaotic but I love it <laughs> relatable though 
<laughs> that's so interesting about the, um so interesting about the playlists I didn't know you did that yeah I I really start got into it like in my last year of college um making play because I would like in playwriting we'd like write like a new piece and I found like when listening to like sorry, a new piece every week and when I found that I was listening to um music I got a lot of inspiration and then for my end of year play I had to write it was um to her, it was very music-based uh piece but um yeah I just started making this huge playlist and then ever since then I just it's just something I have to do if I'm writing something I just have to make a playlist um yeah and sometimes I never listen like sometimes I can never listen to playlists again <laughs> like the one I wrote for my final year playwriting assignment or playwriting play um I haven't listened to I think since after handing it in because I find it so hard like I can listen to the songs out with the playlist but I can't listen to those collective it's interesting yeah and like yeah. do you think kind of um further down the line like in your career um you'd like to kind of write pieces with music integrated into it or yeah um do you know what I love about music and writing is that I think music invokes such nostalgia or like like I think music invokes stories in people and that's why I really like incorporating it into my pieces or using it to um influence my pieces or give me ideas because this is actually this um one of my favorite podcasts is a podcast called soul music I don't know if you've ever listened to this uh, it's a BBC podcast but every each each uh, sorry I can't speak each episode is a um different uh song or piece of music and there's no percent or anything they just get this piece of music and they just get loads of different people to just tell stories about what they associate with this music or what this piece means to them and oh it's just every time I listen to it because I always listen to the ones that are like songs I love or songs that mean something to me every time I listen to it I cry every episode I cry um and I remember if there's such a poignant one like the they did um River by Joni Mitchell you know I love, love me my oh, Joni yeah. Mitchell oh, Joni um Mitchell. and uh, the it was just it was such a beautiful beautiful collection of stories and because you know there's at the beginning of that song on the piano they play like a um kind of like a it's jing it's um jingle bells but it's actually they've kind of like in inverted the um the cadence at the end I think if anyone listen is musically inclined it's gonna be like <laughs> that's wrong <laughs> what you just said <laughs> but it's a lot of people associate it with being a very sad song for Christmas because so many Christmas carols are like so jolly but it yeah. being like a comforting thing that like yes Christmas is made out to be this um very happy time but it's not all, always like that but anyway that's another thing another podcast that I'm like okay that that kind of invoking of stories like music brings so much of that to people's lives and everyone has like their songs with people and like being in relationships and having a song with someone and I know I remember I read this article in the Guardian about people who couldn't listen to certain songs anymore because of what 
the connection they had to them like and one was um like one was like oh their neighbor their old neighbors used to blare it at like two in the morning so they can't listen to like i don't know it was like acdc or something but i just i just love that and i think that really influenced my piece anyway that was a long-winded so cool oh my and... god that was a great answer thank you um yeah and it's it's interesting about music i was actually talking to my parents about this like yesterday um because they were talking about i because i kind of like 80s songs i quite like the 80s yeah. um i love the 80s yeah but uh, less rides <laughs> yeah that's you know we don't talk about that <laughs> we don't talk but, about that uh, I they really like songs from the 70s and I was saying there's okay. like some tweet somewhere that was like oh when you're 14 you develop your taste in music and it never changes and I said that to my parents yeah. and they were like they were like oh my god like I love all the same songs that I loved when I was 14 That's and nice. I love all the same songs I loved when I was 14 and like the style yeah I'm so still obsessed with I <laughs> actually that's really interesting when you said 70s music my mom had like loads of 70s music albums like you know like there's like collections you have and like so much of 70s music reminds me of driving the car with my mom because she just play them yeah, yeah. Um, that's 70s music such a such a parent uh, <laughs> yeah. 70s because they were teenagers in the 70s so that makes sense anyway. yeah 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 that, I think that happens in that's high it. fidelity as well which is pretty funny yeah because like, sorry that's also the thing about high fidelity it's so music like the so it's just so influenced by music and yeah. so um music is part of the story and is part like it's always running through it and creates a narrative within the narrative yeah um also yeah, yeah. no it's really good yeah I'd say that's also another reason high fidelity influenced um the piece yeah indirectly when yeah. I music music oh, so um, you need to watch the series it's so good I'll have to check it out um because I think I'll like it a bit more the book was good but I was like it's also yeah. a little bit like dated because uh I think yeah. he's it's in I think it's in the 80s lol but it's um it's 70s of the 80s but he's like oh people born in like the 40s just don't get music the way like we do <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're going through a war <laughs> yeah it's like my parents don't like rock and roll and it's like saying all these things yeah, <laughs> we're actually playing this sorry this is a really i'll just say the story really quick uh but we were playing heads up at christmas and my oh, yeah. dad got my dad had sting written on it and my brother okay. was like oh he's an old singer and my dad was like Bing Crosby, Bing Crosby. And Jack's like, no, no, no. Like when, when a wasp bites you, it's called a, and my dad just kept going, Bing Crosby. It's called a Bing Crosby. <laughs> it's <laughs> called a wasp thing. <laughs> and then afterwards he was like, it's because he said old singer, Sting's not old. So funny. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm gonna ask you one more question. Um, nice. What are you re- What are you reading at the moment? Are you reading? I thing? am reading. That's a great question. I am reading. Um, well, I can read. No, I can't. <laughs> um, uh, Elif Shafak, ten <gasps> minutes and thirty eight seconds in this strange world. Don't tell me um, you're reading that as well. No, I've read it. I read it a few. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry. Nice. I don't know what 
but I so I'm reading that and then I don't know if you've ever listened to Fortunately with Fee and Jane no I haven't such a great podcast but she was on their podcast the other day so I would recommend listening to that if you've um, read any of her work uh, she talks a lot about like translation and Fee and Jane are really funny so yeah but that's what I'm reading and I really like it I think she's such a um unique um way of writing um but yeah no I really really like it um so far but I'm only like near enough to the beginning what are you reading at the moment so good uh I'm reading <laughs> I'm reading Hunger by Roxane Gay um I, I love Roxane Gay I know I know this is because I was I between this really hiring um, yeah, I was between this and Bad Feminist, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to read Hunger. Um, I think it's I want to feel something. <laughs> I was like, I want to feel something. It is really, the beginning of it is really, really harrowing. I'm at the yeah. middle now, and um, she's kind of going off on, like, reality shows, like The Biggest Loser and okay. Weight Loss Ads and Oprah. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, Oprah's, like, so famous and a billionaire and all this, and she's still doing all these weight loss ads. And Yeah. Yeah, and it's this idea that you can have everything, but you're still not, you are you still aren't happy unless you have a thin body. And it's so interesting. Yeah, that's the root but, of all happiness is being skinny. Yeah, but it is so harrowing. She talks about, like, all her struggles. And at the beginning, she's like, and by the way, like, I don't solve any of these. It's just my life yeah she's so honest and she's so frank uh, yeah. it's why I really like her I feel obviously all yeah. the everything she's written and all that but it's just how honest and just she's not trying to like be like um this is my a journey to being a better person it's just like no this is what's going on this is what happens and life is not a linear way up kind of thing yeah um but her, have you listened to her on Shamilia Jamil's um, Iway podcast? No, I haven't. Really good. To she also has a podcast on... On Luminary. Um, Luminary Here to Slay. Yeah, no, I haven't listened is to it. It, yeah, it is Here to Slay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like subscribe I to it, to it but I haven't, I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. I'm like so slow down on the podcasts from, to be honest. Just stop going yeah. on so many walks. I found I found when uh, the first lockdown happened, uh, and I was essentially not leaving my house at all, that I didn't really listen to podcasts. Yeah, it's weird. I literally my podcast intake went radically down. Yeah. So when I was working in like December, I was like listening to them all the time on my way in on my lunch break. Yeah. Like I was trying to. Because it's such a transit thing. Yeah, because I I can't I can't listen to podcasts when I'm just sitting still, doing nothing. Like yeah. <laughs> a podcast can't be the only thing I'm doing. I have to be traveling somewhere or getting ready, or like yeah, I don't know, like doing like the washing up. Um, yeah. Absolutely. What are you doing listening to this podcast? Now? <laughs> <laughs> this will be there'll be will be like a weird like level of this when we're listening to ourselves talking about yeah. podcasts and listening to podcasts I think we might actually be a blip in the matrix or something I know I don't know I don't know I, I, don't know. I haven't seen the film watch the matrix oh. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a real soft boy <laughs> film bro you ever seen the matrix man what? you seen the matrix <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of Quentin Tarantino 
that's the only regret I have about my pieces that I did not uh, like wedge in a Quentin Tarantino movie guy quote. <laughs> Tarantino. Oh, I haven't seen much Tarantino, but like. Oh, Girl, just, you're like, not scared. It's always <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so just like shoot, shoot, bang, bang. Oh, you, do you see Promising a Woman? I haven't seen it yet. I'm so, I'm so you. sad to see it. You got oh, watch. I need to watch it. It's so good. I've heard such mixed sense. reviews, and I feel like I will really like it. But mm. some of like the reviews have even been like, "This is incredible. This is like really like breaking boundaries." And then. um other reviews have been like again I have not seen this other reviews have been like um it's like a a very 2d version of a rape revenge story but I will not pass it until I see it I think it looks fucking unreal and I really like Emerald Fennel I really like Harry Mulligan yeah so. yeah it's Bill Burnham in it yeah Bill Burnham's like a love interest and Crazy. he's he's a little I like I was a bit like hey Bill Burnham Okay. For a little while. Interesting. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, Kirsty, thank you so much. It's a lovely Thanks interview. so much for interviewing me. Yeah. And um, I'm glad you enjoyed the piece. Loved the piece. And yes. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Gal. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Talk soon. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Voice Notes, the new writing podcast. What a gorgeous and funny chat that was between Kirsty and Sarah. I really, really hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. I laughed a lot listening to that and editing it was a joy. Um, that brings us to the end of not only this episode, but the whole first series of Voice Notes. Finito. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I know I had a huge amount of fun creating it and listening to it and just sharing the work and hopefully it left you a little bit more inspired and hopeful and you just relaxed maybe. It's a beautiful opportunity to be able to share writing with an audience and I think especially at the moment it's very much a needed platform. So don't forget, if you have missed any of the previous episodes of Voice Notes, there's no need to worry. They're all available still and will continue to be available on all major podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you have missed any, what are you waiting for? Go back and check them out. We've had really interesting conversations about things such as ritual and home and history. They're all there for you, waiting to be explored. Now, hopefully we'll be back with a second series. Keep an eye out on all of our social media and we will be back as soon as we can. It's been an absolute joy. I hope you've enjoyed this literary journey that we've been taking together and we'll talk very soon. All right, have a lovely, lovely week. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to Voice Notes, the new writing podcast.